This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Nation, Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. It is 2023. We're all happy and healthy, continuing on with our uh, podcast projects uh, and uh, continuing to expand the Place to Be Nation audience as well within the uh, four, uh, four to five uh, you know stations that the Place to Be has to offer. I'm James Gruenberg alongside with Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. A happy new year to you, sir. And yeah, it seems like it seems like every year the uh the I guess the uh, offices here, I guess um you could say have uh, seem to be getting more and more crowded with more people coming in, which is good, you know, is you know, the continued growth of the nation. Mm-hmm. Yes, the place to be nation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Steve, uh, we're in for, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, some, uh, I don't know, not really some treats, but some, uh, you know, some good uh, quality ECW television uh, here tonight as uh, we kick it off with ECW from March 6, 2007. This was live in Tucson, Arizona. We get a recap of, uh, we get a recap of Raw where, um, you know, Donald Trump uh, picked Bobby Lashley and Vince McMahon put, uh, challenge, uh, picked Umaga for their Battle of the Billionaires uh, match at WrestleMania 23. And then we uh, go to ECW last week where uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Hardcore Holly in that steel cage match. And then he does that vicious to- shoulder tackle and the steel cage falls onto Umaga. But our story does not end there before we get into this uh, this episode of ECW. On that same that same week, Friday Night SmackDown, Mr. McMahon goes to the ring and says he can offer Bobby Lashley double of what Trump is offering to be his man and to help Mr. McMahon shave Donald Trump's head. Lashley does not want to be on Mr. McMahon's side, so Mr. McMahon slaps Bobby Lashley hard. That was a vicious slap, wasn't it, Steve? It was, yeah. He got him good. Yeah, so we kick off uh, this ECW uh, with uh, Mr. Mr. McMahon comes to the ring. He announces, and uh, this also happened on the Raw before this show on uh, Monday night, that Stone Cold Steve Austin, in a 5-4 to four vote, became the special guest referee at the WrestleMania Battle of the Billionaires. What did you think of this announcement that uh, Stone Cold is going to be the special guest referee here, Steve? Um, I mean, it was pretty big. I mean, you're adding, you know, just adding more, um, you know, fuel onto this fire for the Battle of the Billionaires. I remember that um, that segment, I think they, like, you know, they teased it, for, you know, they, they dragged it out for a bit because I think like Eric Bischoff came out first and then uh, McFoley came out and then um, and then eventually um, I think Shane came out at one point. Vince got all excited thinking that Shane was going to be the ref and that's when uh, they found out Austin was going to be the ref. So kind of interesting because we obviously know the um, history with Austin and Vince, um, but Austin, I mean, well, I mean, we'll talk about it because I know Austin's going to be on the show tonight. So I'll, I'll get more to my um, thoughts on it when we get to um, when he comes out. Yes, um, so Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon announces that. And he shows himself just slapping Lashley across the face. He does this multiple times. 
But uh, he says that Bobby Lashley apologized to Mr. McMahon. Well, what I don't know why, why he would be apologizing to him. Lashley comes to the ring. Lashley uh, basically says, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon. But, uh, you know, and then he starts squeezing Mr. McMahon's hand and says, if you get in my way again, I will break you in half. So a little uh, hokey pokey segment where uh, Lashley just starts squeezing uh, Mr. McMahon's hand and, uh, you know, saying that don't mess with me or I'm going to get in your way. I'm going to take you down, basically. Right. And he events, uh, you know, trying to convince everybody that Lashley came up to him before the show, like got on his knees and started, you know, tears welled up in his eyes and that he was, you know, sorry. And, and Vince is like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, it's like, you have to apologize to me in public. And, and then Lashley, like you said, comes out, he makes it seem like he's going to, but then he eventually, like you said, squeezes Vince's hand and the, the Vince's, you know, like, you know, reaction as uh, Lashley was like ripping his hand tighter and tighter was, was, so, was funny. Oh yeah. Like, you know, his face is like, ah, oh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. And then, you know, he's just like brought down to his knees and, Bobby was like, I will break you in half. So a uh, really strong threat there by Bobby Lashley to Mr. McMahon. So now we have Balls Mahoney versus Hardcore Holly. Um, Holly, start, Holly starts to beat down on Balls. The signature punches by Balls. Ball, Balls Mahoney misses the dive across the ring. Then now Bama slammed by Holly. So Parker Holly is still getting some uh, TV time, you know. He they stopped finally giving Hardcore Holly all the uh, title matches because they're really focused on they're really focused on the Battle of the Billionaires up at this point because like we're on the month like to to WrestleMania. But a good showing here by uh, Hardcore Holly. Uh, I went a I went a star. Uh, he gets the Alabama slam for the win. So I went a I went a star. Still a good showing by uh, Hardcore here. Yeah, I went three quarters of a star. Pretty much a basically a squash. I mean, Mahoney barely got any office in, and Holly, you know, finished him off fairly easily. Um, I guess this is his, uh, you know, after basically jobbing to Lashley, you know. Pretty much all of uh, all of February, this is his. Um, you know, he gets a little bit of a heat back now. They, you know, he finally gets a, a clean, a, you know, a dominant win over a. Uh, you know, at this point, Mahoney is pretty much just a a, a job into the stars, basically, um, which is kind of weird because you know it seemed like he was going to be part of the new of the uh, originals new brief feud, and he's pretty much been you know pushed aside from that. And he's now just going back to basically being a guy that's going to put um, put heels over. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, so Balls Mahoney here still, uh, just, uh, jobbing out to, uh, stars and putting the heels over, like you said, Steve, but out comes Snitsky and Snitsky comes out and he takes off, uh, hardcore Holly's head with a big boot. So not only is he attacking the baby faces, but like he's also attacking the heels too. Like Snitsky does not care who's in his way. He's just going to take off anybody's head that he can. So um, I guess it's really time to see uh, who uh, Snitsy goes up against, and uh, hopefully they uh, uh, give him uh, some wrestling time soon. Yeah, might as well. I mean, this has gone on for, what, a month now, and he's pretty much attacked. I mean, we see him attack Lashley. We see him attack um, Mr. Uh, Kennedy. Jobbers. Yeah, I, I think he's attacked Punk. Uh, now he's atta- now he you know gets Holly and it's again it's like it says like he doesn't give a damn who he goes after, but it's you know again right now it's getting to a point where he needs to get into you know somebody needs to you know step up and you know challenge him and you know at least get him into a feud. Yeah, so we'll see where uh, where he goes. Backstage we have CM Punk. Uh, he is focusing on uh, the, the Money in the Bank. Uh, the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 23, where the winner of that gets the uh, briefcase contract that they can cash in for a title shot anytime, any place. Elijah Burke comes in and he offers and sees CM Punk on the new breed, but Rob Van Dam comes in and says, 
hey, there'll be a spot for you with the originals. You know, even though you're not an original, you know, you're still a good guy, and uh, we want you on our team. So CM Punk is getting offers, and while he's focusing in on this uh, Money in the Bank match, um, I don't know if um, he's a step above this dude. He could have been, the you know, the baby face of the... Uh, with the originals versus the the heels, like if they weren't gonna put him in, but I'm kind of glad, like because I feel like you know it was a good chance for him to uh, see what he's all about, you know, in this uh, Money in the Bank uh, match. Right, and I mean, I mean, they're pretty much just you know sowing the seeds here for you know where which you know which way he's gonna go between the originals and the new breed. Obviously, he wasn't gonna make a decision now. He's got you know other things to worry about. Um, but it's a good kind of like nice little table setter because you know this is probably going to be something he's going to be heavily involved with um, post WrestleMania. Yep. With that in mind, it is time for our uh, ECW, not the main event, but our ECW original versus Newbury match of the week. We have um, Rob Van Dam versus Elijah Burke. Arm drags by RVD and a kick to the face. Crossbody to the outside by RBD. Suplex and a backdrop by Burke. A huge drop kick to RBD. A running knee to the back of RBD. A clothesline to RBD. A monkey flip. A monkey flip to Elijah Burke. The split legged moonsault, but that only gets a two count. And then a five star frog splash from RBD for the win. I want to star in three quarters here, Steve. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, came a little bit out of nowhere, you know, like he just does a split leg and moonsault. And then like they're still on the ground. And then um, RVD just does a five star frog splash for the win. But uh, a good showing by both. Um, you know, Burke got some good offense in and uh, RVD comes away with the win. So I want to star in three quarters. I went um, two and a quarter. I thought this was a pretty good match. A good little showcase here for both for Burke and, uh, you know, RVD, you know, doing his thing. Um, they they took some pretty nasty bumps with some of those um, shots they were doing. Um, but, yeah, Burke got some, you know, good shine. Um, I love his, like, running uh, knees in the corner. I think that's, like, a you know, really good spot, um, especially when he, like, you know, because when he pulls the knee pads down and does it, it gives it a little extra force. Um, I didn't mind RVD going over here. Um you know, we'd seen over most of February the new breed kind of getting the the better of the originals. So, um, if any of them, if any of the originals are going to get a win, it's going to be RVD. Um, you know, I, I couldn't see probably either Dreamer, Sandman, or Sabu getting the getting a win here. But I thought, you know, but RVD is a fine choice, um, and it sets up you know what's coming, um, what we get after the match. Yes, because after this match, Tommy Dreamer challenges the new breed to a four-on-four tag team match at WrestleMania. So will the new breed uh, accept and uh, will we get that match as well? Because, you know, they're just like looking like, oh, you want to go? And uh, it's not really made official, but Tommy Dreamer did throw the idea out to uh, challenge the new breed to a four-on-four tag team match. You know, the four originals, Tommy, Sandman, Sabu, and Rob Van Dam versus Elijah Burke, Kevin Thorne, Marcus Corvan, and Matt Stryker. So we'll see if that match uh, becomes official coming on to um, coming on to WrestleMania. And if it does, it'll be a huge opening for ECW to uh, get their name on. Uh, like, you know, maybe more people will start watching ECW and not find the show boring because ECW got name recognition at WrestleMania 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, right now to this point, the only uh, representation ECW has at the show is Punk and the Money in the Bank um, and Lashley in the Battle of the Billionaires. So. Um, you obviously want some since this is kind of like the um, the centerpiece feud going on right now in ECW. I think they definitely deserve a showcase at WrestleMania. Um, it would be a major spot for those uh, for the new breed, you know, for all those for those four guys getting a big spot at WrestleMania, and also for uh, Dreamer, Sabu, and Sandman. You know, three guys along with RVD who you know 
built ECW from you know the ground up uh, for them to get in the get that big showcase as well. So I mean, definitely one a match that I think a lot of people would be um, that do watch ECW would be anticipating to to see. Yes, with that, yes, um, because it's like Bobby Lashley. You know, he is the ECW champion, but he's not defending the ECW title on a one-on-one match. He's with Mr. Eggman in the Battle of the Billionaires, which really was the headline to why everyone was going to buy um, WrestleMania 23. You know, like that was a big like that was a big help in the buy rate. You didn't have Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. You had Undertaker versus Batista. But like really, everyone was just like, what is this Battle of the Billionaires match? And then, yeah, you have CM Punk. In the thrown into the money in the bank, but you have like all these other like you know established superstars. But CM Punk is still you know we're still trying to figure out who CM Punk is, and so you know it's like well what about the rest of ECW? And so this will be a very great um, opening for ECW at WrestleMania 23. Mm-hmm. Definitely. With that in mind, we have um, our main event. It's not a match. It's a segment, actually, Steve. Stone Cold Steve Austin is here at the ECW arena. He hasn't been been in an ECW arena or an ECW ring since about 1995. Uh, And, um, you know, uh, back then uh, he was just doing – doing gimmicks of, uh, you know, making fun of the guys who fired him at WCW, you know. He was uh, Steve Bongo McMichael, you know. If you see his uh, vignettes, they're kind of funny, you know. He's just making fun of everyone at WCW. He was only there for a short time, and then uh, he took off um, for stardom in WWE. So here he is coming back. He says he will be a fair referee. Uh, you know, like he's not afraid to lay down the law, and he's not afraid to uh, kick any, stop a mud hole in anyone's ass that uh, gets in his way, whether it be Trump or it be Mr. McMahon. He does ask uh, the ECW crowd, who do you think is going to win? Some of them say that they think uh, Umaga and Mr. McMahon are going to win and that Donald Trump is going to get his head shaved. But a lot of people have said that Trump and Bobby Lashley are going to win, and Mr. McMahon is going to get his head shaved. And Stone Cold does guaranteed does guarantee that there will be a shaved head at WrestleMania 23. Your thoughts there, Steve? Uh, I thought it was kind of cool to see him come out here and um, talk about the Battle of the Billionaires. Um, you know, like you said, you know, he was, you know, a part of ECW briefly in late, in like 95. And I mean, don't forget, he did make an appearance at uh, the first one night stand as well. So he has that under his belt. Um, I did think the segment dragged a little bit too long, like him going out and like, you know, pulling the audience, I think kind of dragged a little bit. You can definitely tell. I think he was just trying to fill time. Um, maybe if you like cut the segment short a little bit and maybe just do one more quick match just to kind of fill the fill things out a little bit more. Um but yeah, I thought again, I thought it was a good good promo and you know, he's not obviously tipping his hand. He said he's gonna be a fair ref. He said, you know, either Lashley or Maga get in his ways, you know, he won't hesitate to take him out. And, you know like you said, this this match, the Battle of the Billionaires, was the thing drawing WrestleMania because it's, there's a lot of intrigue. Is Donald Trump gonna actually get his head shaved? And I you know, where will Vince McMahon get his head shaved? I think, um, as we'll see, because I know, I think around this time, um, I think we may talk about it in the next episode, but they started, like, you know, getting comments from, like, different celebrities uh, talking about Imagine. A lot of them wanted to see Trump get his head shaved. So uh, it was going to be interesting, interesting to see um, what was going to happen within that match and if they were actually going to go through and shave Donald Trump's head bald. Yeah, um, I also thought that, if you have you have so you have three shows and you're putting a Mr. McMahon segment with Bobby Lashley and and or Trump like on each of the shows, it sort of takes away. But I understand the buildup. But I think that you could have maybe have not done a Mr. McMahon on ECW segment 
and given that to maybe like another uh, one-on-one originals match, like maybe Marcus Corbin can show off his uh, wrestling against like, you know, the Sandman or uh, Sabu or something like that. You know, like I feel like the Mr. McMahon segment uh, really drew took, took time, but I understand the bill, but it's like, if you're putting it all on, if you're putting it all on three, on the three shows, then, you know, like you're just taking away time. Maybe you could have uh, cut the ECW one off and uh, just got on SmackDown because I wasn't, I was surprised that they were even like going on SmackDown with this one as well, you know, but I think at the time Lashley was, uh, no, Lashley was ECW superstar. It wasn't on SmackDown, but again, it's like, why are you touching SmackDown when Bobby Lashley's not even a SmackDown superstar, but maybe you could have, uh, had the ECW, um, not have a Mr. McMahon segment on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know, again, just not uh, even though like like we said, that's that that's the showcase match, but it's you know, you can you could have done something a little better to um to try to fill the time. Yep. Well, uh, that's going to take us to our next show. Um, it's ECW uh, March thirteenth. We are in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, before we get into this one, uh, we just want to say that uh, Ernie Ladd passed away. Uh, on this date, uh, March th- or around this time, uh, uh, in the, the week of March 13, 2007, as they uh, gave him uh, the in memory of uh, Ernie Ladd, um, you know, the screen with uh, his face on it, you know, like the whole uh, quietness. So Ernie Ladd passed away uh, on this week. As we go backstage, uh, we see Randy Orton and Edge. So they're here um, in the uh, ECW arena here tonight. Orton is mad because Edge scheduled Orton uh, in a match versus Lashley tonight. Edge is saying that we're doing Mr. McMahon a favor. Now, keep in mind also, Steve, on the other station that um, I I think by this time, I'm not sure on uh, Raw that both Edge and Randy Orton qualified to be in the Money in the Bank match. And it does seem like uh, Team RKO, RK Bro, is uh, falling apart uh, here at this time as well. Yeah, it actually was, um, I think it was the the Raw before that um, Orton was the last one to qualify. He beat uh, Ric Flair and Carlito in a triple threat elimination match because Edge was the first one that qualified way uh, last month. So, um, but yeah, some uh, dissension here with uh, with rated RKO as uh, I think it was like like Edge volunteered Orton to Mr. McMahon to face Lashley, and Orton was not, was not thrilled with it. No, he's not. Uh, but we will see in tonight's main event that it will be. Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley. To kick things off on this ECW, we have an over-the-top battle royal. It is the New Breed versus the ECW Originals. This is an all-out brawl. Sandman goes flying flying into the guardrail. He's eliminated first. A double team by RVD and Sabu to eliminate Marcus Corvan. So... Kevin Thorne, um, Kevin Thorne clothesline Sabu out, a powerbomb to Stryker. RVD crossbodies Kevin Thorne and himself onto the outside. But, um, but I think like uh, Kevin Thorne like botched the first uh, clothesline because like seeing that RVD was clotheslining Kevin Thorne and he was not going over. I don't know if like if he was trying to like you know show that he's tough and he can stand like a clothesline, but like it looked a little botched uh, there. And then RVD has to go to um, like do the cross body where he eliminates himself. Did you notice that, Steve? Yeah, it was it was weird. Like I don't know if like he was just. If Thorne was like just having trouble getting himself over the top rope, because then when RVD hit the cross body, um, he got his like hand caught in the ropes, and like it looked really bad. It looked like almost like he was gonna, you know, hurt his wrist there, and uh, they had to make up for it by having a striker come over and just like quickly stop him out, even though RVD's feet had already touched by that point. Um, yeah. But yeah, just really awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, really, a, like not a not the best showing by uh, Kevin Thorne when you're trying to become a professional wrestler and uh, you're thrown in this feud saying 
oh, I'm the new breed and uh, watch me uh, be, you should watch me instead of these ECW originals when you can't even go over the top rope, right? You know? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer throws, um, so then uh, Tommy throws uh, Striker out. Tommy Dreamer low blows Elijah and eliminates him. So the ECW original stand tall. Uh, I went a half a star. Um, it was a good, uh, a good brawl, but uh, some uh, botched spots. You know, uh, quick eliminations one by one, uh, and uh, you know, but the originals do stand tall. So in a half a star on it, Steve. I had, I went a star in three quarters. I I you know if I was I liked it. Um, I'm you know a mark for battle royals, so it's you know that's already a good um, you know plus for me. Um, these guys, some of the bumps these guys took, like that um that elimination Sammy took was like nasty. I mean he like landed right on the barricade. Like that was sick. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much good. You know, back and forth between the groups. I'm a little surprised Corvon got was the first of the new breed eliminated. Um, I thought maybe he would have lasted a little bit longer and be like maybe instead of like Burke and Stryker, it would have been Burke and Corvon there at the end. Um, Sabu yeah, because, also. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because they seem like they are like the tougher of the four. You know, the two uh, the two like bodies who are like looking to take more. You know, Stryker, Stryker, and Kevin Thorne, like we said, came really go over the top rope. So. You know, while while it does seem that um, they gave Kevin Thorne a finisher, you know, like as like a razor's edge and then swinging neckbreaker, you know, Corvon's got the body and Elijah Burke, you know, he's got the body too that they're ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, also like Sabu took a nasty bump over the top to get eliminated. That uh, that sunset flip power bomb that Striker took was pretty was pretty sweet. So kudos to him for that. Um, like we mentioned, you know, the, the awkwardness of uh, RVD and Thorn going out. And then kind of kind of cool that uh, Dreamer is the one that gets the shine here, that he not only gets to, um, you know, he gets to survive the the end there and gets the eliminate, gets the win, because you kind of almost thought maybe the, the originals, I mean, the uh, new breed would have won. But I think considering what we get after this match, there's a reason why the originals won. But, um, but yeah, decent enough battle royal, and it gives the uh, gives the originals now some momentum as they're now, they're now kind of starting to... Uh, you know, own the new breed a little bit. Cause I think this is like the third week in a row. Now we've had, um, that the new, that the, or this, at least the second week in a row that the, the originals have now beaten the new breed in a match. And it was also speaking of which, it was also here that the WrestleMania match was confirmed. Uh, yeah. So at WrestleMania 23, we are going to see the ECW originals take on the new breed in the four on four tag team match. But uh, outcomes uh, from out of nowhere, really, you know, uh, he was uh, fired the last time I saw him back in 2006. Mick Foley comes out to the ring. Keep in mind, Steve, Mick Foley was a heel the last time um, he uh, was in in ECW um, arena. He uh, he beat up Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer along with Edge in that vicious uh ecw rules uh tag team match and that match was brutal as well and even beulah mcgillicuddy and um and lita got involved too uh to make it a six six person uh tag team match and that match was brutal i'm surprised terry funk could still have gone uh and took so much like from that match too because that match was insane so the last time we see McFoley, he's a heel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, beat, uh, he lost to Ric Flair at an I Quit match at SummerSlam 2006. And then um, he's fired the next night after uh, Molina betrays him and low blows him and says the words before Mr. McMahon, McFoley, you're fired. Uh, Foley says that. Foley comes out and uh, he's sponsoring his uh, new book. Um, I forget what this what, what the Hardcore Diaries. Yeah, that's what it was. The Hardcore Diaries, right? Uh, was that his? Yeah, that yeah, that was it. The Hardcore Diaries. Yeah, yeah, the Hardcore Diaries. Uh, the new McFoley book says he had no choice but to sell out. Uh, Foley says he helped the originals get the spot with by turning on them basically um you know that 
by him becoming a bad guy, you know, the ECW uh, originals got sorry. Everyone felt sorry for them and that they're getting their time to shine because of Mick Foley, which I really did not understand, basically, unless he's saying because of all my falls and all my stuff I've done with you guys, you know, you're getting your uh, shine on, you know, I really did not understand this uh promo but uh he will he's going to continue to support the uh ecw originals and he will be somewhere no they don't even show him i don't think he will be somewhere in the crowd at wrestlemania 23 to support the ecw originals what did you get from this uh promo here steve um it, it was um it was weird um yeah, like you said, I know, like, I, I get fully coming, you know, coming back because he wants to, you know, promote his book. And, you know, like I said, um, the week before they had teased, you know, him being the referee for the for the Battle of the Billionaires. But, yeah, it's like him trying to say that he the re- he did what he did to, you know, to push Dreamer to, you know, to push Dreamer and so that he could shine at one night stand. And, I mean, like you said, that 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 six person tag they have there is absolutely na- vicious uh, with some of the, the shit they did in that. Um it's just it's like he's trying to you know put him over as you know try to be a face to put them over but at the same time he sounds kind of condescending as a heel and at one point he gives dreamer his book and dreamer just drops it to the <laughs> drops it on the mat i thought i thought he was gonna like put a shoot you know rub it into the mat with his shoe but he didn't and then like you said fully said he's gonna be at mania and he's gonna chant ecw um but yeah just excuse me just really bizarre kind of promo where it seems like he's trying to put ECW over, but he's almost trying to get himself over. It's it's just it, I, sometimes I think Mick, Mick and I think this is one of like Mick Foley's biggest faults for all of you know, his good is that he he tries to too he tries too hard sometimes with these promos and it just you know ends up falling flat. And it, this was one of those I think just ended up uh, ended up falling a bit flat. Yeah, it's almost like that one uh, he did right before Survivor Series 01 that kind of fell flat, too, where he was like, I'm tired of seeing all these uh, titles uh, being flung around these Alliance guys and whatnot. So that one also fell flat, too. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's it's ridiculous, too, like that one. But, you know, um, but I guess it's still good that, like, you know, that Mick Foley's trying to make amends for uh, turning on the guys and uh, being a uh, being a heel uh, and beating the crap out of uh, Tommy Dreamer and uh, Terry Funk. <laughs> but now, um, so we do have a uh, EC. We have an extreme expose that gets interrupted by Snitsky. That's not a joke. Snitsky is finally coming into the ring. Who is he facing? Uh, two jobbers. <laughs> yeah. Both guys get destroyed. You know, they get their Snitsky gets his big boots on, and uh, you know, he literally just destroys these guys. I uh, gave it a dud, Steve. This was a flat out zero. Good performance though by Snitsky, but uh it's a dud overall, just for it being a squash match. Yeah, dud for me as well. The um, the jobbers in question, according to uh, History of WWE, were named uh, Mikey Deke and Danny Jacks. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much all you need to know about them. Um, Extreme Expose, by the way, at this point, pretty much just becoming the the ECW uh, version of the Nitro Girls. You know, kind of just there to 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 do their thing until you know they move on to something else and at this point like you said Snitsky ends up interrupting them and then just completely lays waste to these uh these ham and eggers um so it was it was good to see him finally in a match you know even though it was just against a pair of jobbers um so we'll have to see going forward now if this is just going to be if again if he's going to just fight you know if he's going to be attacking random wrestlers um after their matches and just doing his own matches against jobbers or if somebody else is actually going to come up and um, face him in a match. Yeah. Um, do you think it was too early to have pulled the um, uh, the h- hardcore Holly trigger, like have them uh, finally face off because, you know, he demolishes ho- Holly last week. Um, 
but maybe that would have exposed uh, Snitsky. I don't know, but uh, I guess also putting him in like a squash, you know, it's like, all right, well, we know he can squash guys. Let's see what he can really do in the ring now with someone. Yeah, well, I mean, considering he had been just ra- randomly attacking people, I think, you know, that's why they they didn't want to tip their hand as to who was going to be the like the first one to kind of the fight back against him. Yeah, so it does, like, make you, like, uh, guessing, like, who's going to be the real first, like, opponent. Because, you know, he's just squashing people and just, like, attacking people. So who's really going to be the first one as uh, we continue down this road uh, to see where it goes with uh, Gene Snitsky here in ECW. Again, uh, backstage, again, CM Punk is still offered a spot on the new breed. Elijah Burke is really trying to put a... Put a good word in uh, to convince Punk to join the new breed. You know, it'll be the right decision because, you know, you're new to ECW. We're new to ECW. So we should all uh, try and get the old guys out and uh, take over ECW, basically, is what he's trying to say. So, but again, CM Punk has a lot on his mind of of, uh, the money in the bank match, you know. So he doesn't have time for this. Yeah, and this time Burke um, gives him like the new breed shirt, which uh, you know Punk's kind of like you know you know it's like I don't you know don't need it. But then when Burke walks away, we see like Punk gives the kind of that you know looking. He's you know gives that little like he's thinking about it. So he's de- it's definitely crossing his mind, and we'll see how this uh, plays out over the weeks. Yeah, um, did you buy a new breed shirt, Steve? I I didn't even know they had new breed shirts. I didn't to be know I don't even know if that made the WWE market. You know, if it did, it may may have gone for like a solid two months and then they just dropped the T-shirts. <laughs> so, see, we have our, uh, it is our main event now. It is Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton. Randy, um, and I, I do want to ask you this, Steve, uh, because, you know, before I get into uh, what actually took place in the match, two questions. Do you think that this match was a slow-paced match? Because you said they were given 20 minutes, and I do kind of feel that, like, it was a little slow-paced at first. Like, you know, it sort of picks up, but, like, throughout the match, like, it just seemed like it was, like, really, like, at a very slow pace between these two. And I also think, Steve, that the crowd seemed a little bit... uh seemed like a little bit out of it, like tired, you know, they weren't really cheering for Lashley, you know, like it felt like to them, like not, it wasn't a boring match, but like, I just felt like the crowd was a little bit out of it. Yeah. Um, to answer your first question, um, I definitely agree. They, they seem to be going in a slow motion for a little bit. I mean, they definitely, I mean, we'll talk about it as we go along, but um, I don't know if they were just, you know, because they were just given weight. I mean, like I said, they were almost given 20 minutes. I mean, 1924 specifically, which that's a lot of time, especially for a, you know, for a one hour show. Um, I think they just wanted to kind of give Lashley a big showcase match against one of the top heels in the company in Orton. And I mean, this is obviously, I mean, 2007, early 2007, Orton is still kind of in his little, like, you know, He's not sure where he's, you know, going at this point. I mean, if this was like later in the year when Orton was starting to kind of start transitioning into like the Viper Apex Predator Orton, I think this would have been a much better match. Um, and plus, a lot of the um, focus seemed to be more on um, the continued this this um, this um, issues with Orton and Edge because it won't because Edge you know comes out with him at one point, but then he gets um, ejected like midway through the match and as as Edge is leaving he kind of gives a little smirk like you know he wanted to get injected just to you know have Orton go out there by himself so um yeah just a really really weird um weird uh, match to kind of throw out here um on this random ECW show yeah so uh Orton takes out Lashley's legs and knees to uh and then he gives him a knee to the face a clothesline to Orton. Orton, con- Orton actually goes outside and confronts Edge because, you know, um, Randy's like, I thought you were going to have my back and everything. Like, what's up, you know? And uh, Edge's like, yeah, I'll have my back, but you got to, uh, you know, you got to do the uh, most of the work, Randy. And so, uh, you know, 
uh, little uh, argument between the two. Uh, Boston Crab by Orin to Lashley. A backdrop to Orin. Orin goes to work on Lashley. Lashley counters an RKO. Edge gets ejected, as we mentioned. Uh, you know, Lashley goes head first into the steps. Knee to Lashley's face. A drop kick by Orin. Orin goes into the steel post. A huge elbow drop to Orton, a backbreaker to Orton for a two count. And then out of nowhere, it seemed that the um, they called the, uh, this was the first time they actually called it, I believe, the Dominator by Lashley to Orton for the win. I went two and a half stars. A um, little slow pace, you know, it picked up a little bit and a strong finish by uh, Lashley. They, no matter who Mr. McMahon sends, to get him, that Lashley's going to give a uh, dominating performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went two and three quarters. So I thought it was, you know, they did pull out some really good spots. Like, um, I mean, we didn't see a lot of the match, unfortunately, because this match, I think, had like three commercial breaks in it. So we didn't get to see a lot of it, though they did show some of the footage, like, during the break. Like, at one point, um, Lashley gives Orton a belly-to-belly on the floor, which looked really nasty. Um, yeah, like, or- Orton pulled out some good moves. Um it seemed like a, at times um, Lashley was hitting like the same moves over and over again, almost like in um, like like it was like he was playing a video game. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, the ending really kind of came out of nowhere. You almost you know expect Orton at one point to kind of get one of his arc, get the RKO off out of nowhere, and have Lashley like maybe either kick out of it or get his phone to you know break it up by another way. But instead, they just have Lashley hit the power you know the the running power slam and just get the win and get the clean win out of nowhere. It's just it's a good match. It's a good, you know, win for Lashley, but just again, just kind of a, a weird placement for it. And uh, speaking of weird, uh, the Vince comes out at the end, he, like that all black suit he's wearing is just, just looked like a like a choice. <laughs> yeah, too. So, um, Mister McMahon comes out, and as a Lashley is staying tall, we sign off on ECW here as well. Well, Steve, that's going to wrap it up for us uh, here on uh, Extreme Resurrection. But before we go, uh, do you have anything that you want to direct our listeners to? Yeah, so you can usually find me over on the uh, PTB uh, pop feed. Um, I have a couple of shows over there. I have um, Pop Goes the Classics, where myself, Andy Atherton, and Miranda Berthold are doing all of the Disney animated films. Our most recent episode, we talked um, Hercules. Which was uh, which was a lot of fun. So now, our, for our next episode, we will be talking Mulan as we kind of hit the um, the end of the Disney Renaissance. Uh, you can also find me on um, Making Mount Rushmore, where me and a group of guys come on and we talk uh, all sorts of different um, different topics. Um, so a lot of good good things to um, lots of good things going on there. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, 2023 holds for that show. Um, and of course, also there's the um, the video jukebox song of the day where. Uh, You'll get either myself, you'll get Andy, you'll get um, Keith Langston, uh, a couple of other guys, um, as we just basically watch a uh, music video. And, um, you know, it's a quick, easy, um, you know, way to get your morning started. So be sure to check all that stuff out as well as everything else on the pop feed. Um, And speaking of the pop feed, I want to um, briefly mention here, I think it was already um, announced, but um, in a similar vein to what we have been doing over here on the wrestling feed with the GWWE lists, uh, we are now going to be doing our first ever uh, greatest pop culture list uh, for this year, where we're going to be determining the greatest TV comedy of all time. Uh, it's going to work similar to the GWE, where you'll make a big, big list. I believe it's going to be all of 100 shows, and you submit it, and then we kind of tabulate all the votes and then make up a master list. Um, unlike the GWE, though, where it's all year, uh, for this one, you'll only have it until July 31st. Um, to uh, to put your list together and get it submitted, and then beginning on Labor Day weekend, uh, we will start unveil we will unveil the master list. So uh, be sure to um, check out the PTB Facebook page for all the details about that, and make sure you get um, get involved in that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, who participates and uh, what uh, everyone's list uh, brings. Um... You know, like, what is the best comedy show? Well, I can't wait to see uh, what comes out of that. You know, uh, so that'll, that'll get the ball rolling and, uh, you know, deadlines in July. And we wait until uh, Labor Day weekend to see uh, what, uh, who, what's the number one comedy show. As for myself, 
Uh, I was recently on the uh, Ruthlessly Aggressive uh, WrestleMania 19 coverage show, part one. I covered the um, Undertaker versus A-Train and Big Show match, handicap match. Also, the Limp Biscuit performances because they had because they had two that night with uh, Roland uh, leading Undertaker to the ring, and I covered the Miller Lite Cat Fight Girls uh, Pillow Fight with uh, Jacob Williams. He's the host of Ruthlessly Aggressive, and I'd also like to make an announcement on starting January nineteenth and uh, every every month. It's a, uh, I have a new project that I'm working on uh, for, it's a new podcast. It is called Nation Invasion. I have decided to cover the year 2001, but instead of uh, doing it long, the the long year of uh, January into December, I decided to cut it short and start with, the May 28th Raw in SmackDown that week and go all the way to Vengeance 01, you know, covering the whole invasion angle and when the invasion angle started and where it seemed to end. So I will be taking a guess every every month and we will be going over that week's Raw and SmackDown covering all the... Uh, Guys uh, who, uh, you know, jumped into the ring to like the formation of the alliance and so on. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting that, uh, getting that um, the ball rolling on that. So uh, January 19th will be the first episode where we'll be covering the Raw, Monday Night Raw, May 28th, 2001. And that's SmackDown that week. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be called Nation Invasion. Well, that will do it for us here on Extreme Resurrection and on the Place to Be Network. I'm James Gruenberg. He's Steve Riddle. And we will see you next time. No!